Hey everybody, this is a quick emergency podcast that we recorded uh, just over the phone. So the audio quality is not going to be um, what you're accustomed to. It's a little bit uh, grainy and I believe it cuts out for a moment. Uh, I got a phone call while we were recording and uh, it's just overall not great quality. But we wanted to get it out because we feel like it's important to talk about um, what happened today with uh, Coach McGinnis being relieved of his duties. So without further ado, here's a quick episode and uh, we'll talk to all of you guys soon. Bye. Jax, uh, we are back uh, shortly after our last episode where we discussed the potential of a midseason head coaching change. And we both said we didn't think that that was going to happen. Um, but here we are two days later, and it happened. So, Goose, kind of what are your initial thoughts about uh, head coach Jim McGinnis uh, being sacked and Coach Jeffries being put back in charge of the head coaching job? Yeah, it's, um, it's surprising, to put it simply. Um, I mean, I, I think if, if the change like this was going to happen, I, I felt like – we've had a couple opportunities this season to, to kind of spur this on. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in some respect, uh, the, the independence organization has, has tried to make it work with McGinnis. So I guess you can kind of give them uh, credit for that in some ways, but it is kind of weird timing because we just came off of a draw um, and it, there wasn't like a major catalyst, but I feel like it, kind of seems like it's just uh, maybe there wasn't a straw that broke the camel's back, but just like a, a, a slow uh, drip of water that just kind of uh, eventually turned into a whole bucket of uh, negative things uh, for the regime, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, I, I think there's lots to, to take from it, but, uh, but yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the timing of it. It seems a little odd to do it now mm. um, when I think there's probably three, at least three times previous that if they were going to do it, that mm. would have been one of the, like, catalysts. You know what I mean? Obviously, the, the loss to the soccer soldiers, um, I, I know we, we saw a couple of people kind of say that they would be surprised if Coach McGinnis was the head coach at the end of that week. Mm. Uh, and... It didn't happen then. And then, honestly, I think the performance in Ottawa, I think, might have been really the last straw. Mm. Um, and he got one more week. So maybe they spent that week negotiating a buyout and that kind of thing. Um, and it, I'm not, you know, obviously we're just speculating on yeah. that. But um, it does seem a little odd because, you know, it was one of our better performances, uh, sort of, on Saturday. Yeah. This past Saturday, um, in a way. So, it, timing of it is a little odd, but I think one of the things we did mention is that after all the disaster that has been this season, we're still only four points out mm. of playoff contention as of right yep. now. Now, that, I think we did say that that 10th place team had a game in hand, so maybe we are closer to five or six points out, you know, what, however those points stack yep. up uh, once they play that game in hand. But I think the idea was just that it was just maybe too far gone. I don't, I don't know if it was um, I think it probably had to have been a combination of obviously the, the results on the field, but probably had more some to do with the locker room as well. Mm. I mean, I can't imagine that um, it was it was a very 
I don't know. I just can't imagine the locker room being a very strong place based on a lot of the things that were happening in terms of personnel decisions and mm. um, kind of, you know, we can't even field a full bench, but we have healthy players not making trips. Yeah. Uh, healthy players who are, who are, have proven to be quality in their careers. Um, you know, stuff like that, I think can definitely lead to changes like this. Yeah. Um, does it feel like it was, I don't, I don't know. Do you feel like this is a chance to turn around our season or do you think it's more of a, um, it's more of a, let's not let it get so bad that it ruins like next year too. Um, I, I think there's something to be said about that. The, the second part of your question there, because, and to answer the first part, I mean, I'm optimistic, but there, there is not, I, I think if you were to say, there's no way we make the playoffs, there, there's literally no chance that we do is, is very close-minded. Granted, we have a ton of work to do, but what, what kept coming back to my mind here recently, um, and there may be other examples of this too, and of course we haven't seen the full season for the Rapids, but the Colorado Rapids just released their coach after, I think, looking like a horrible team. Um, and they, in some respect, were in a similar situation where I, I felt like I don't keep track of MLS a terribly large amount, but it seemed like they had a decent roster on paper. Um, and they just were not performing. They sacked their manager, and I think they've rattled off like three or four wins in the last X amount of time. Um, and have looked like a, yeah. they've turned things around. Um, and from what I've heard listening to podcasts and things like that, it's been a remarkable change in the locker room and everything else. So that's, I think the, I don't want to say that they, they saw what happened in Colorado and like, well, if they can do it. We can do it. But um, I think that's what gives me hope quite frankly. And I think now they're fighting for a playoff position, the Rapids. Of course, it's a little bit of a different situation, um, but I, I think, there's a, there's a pretty decent chance that we are able to sneak into the playoffs, considering there's 10 teams that do make the playoffs. Um, yeah. And I think there's definitely something to be said about building for uh, 2020 at this point and not just – because you've got to imagine a bottom three team is going to be hard-pressed to return a lot of players. Um, right. And we could still be a bottom three team, but for – for the organization to to just look at it and say, okay, we're building for the future. This is a rebuilding year, this, that, or the other. Um, we can't worry about next year. We have to worry about this year and building toward the next year. If, if something is apparent with this year, um, it is that um, we – if you don't bring back a lot of players in the USL, uh, or it really a, a, a decent portion, really – then you're putting yourself at a default um, and you're putting yourself in a, you're not putting yourself in a position to succeed quite frankly. Um, And I think this without getting too far ahead of ourselves puts us potentially in a situation to possibly there's a lot of uh, tentative terms I'm using here, but possibly build towards that next year without just completely scrapping it and moving, starting again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think. This, do you think this changes your mentality for the rest of the season, or how do you see this uh, shaping out for the rest of the year? 
Maybe a little bit. I think, you know, obviously we have the talented roster. We've talked about it mm. ad nauseum, I feel like. Yeah. So I think there was a little bit of that in mind. I think it's, I mean, I don't know that we're going to go on a run and dominate and, and, you know, get into a high playoff position or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, we still have work to do because I think even, even without, or even with the coaching change, I think there's still a personnel issue in the middle of the field. That's Uh, fair. And like, even if we do get Kevon. Yeah, I'm still here. I don't. Okay. I, I lost you for a second there. But... Yeah, I, I had somebody called me. <laughs> oh, um, I'll, I'll try to edit it out if I can't. Sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, so you know, if, even if we do get Kevon George back, I think we still are missing a player uh, who can control the tempo, who is going to play that June Marcus Davidson role for this team. Mm. Obviously. I don't know that we're ever going to find a true replacement for Drew Marcus Davidson, but even somebody who can do 60 to 80% of what Drew Marcus Davidson did for us. Uh, mm. We need, we need a player that can do that. I don't think that player is on the roster right now. Um, and if he is, mm. he hasn't been able to show that under coach McGinnis. Uh, maybe Mark Hill can do that. But then of yeah. course, Mark Hill's future is a little bit uncertain because he's a, he's a loney. We've talked about Andrew Gutman, the possibility of him going back to Celtic. Um, when their preseason starts, I, you know, that's a possibility for Mark Hill as well. Um, yeah. So I do expect maybe a couple more signings uh, as Coach Jeffries tries, tries to kind of put his stamp on the on the team uh, from a head coaching position. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the idea, like you said, it's definitely even if we don't save our season this year and we can't make, we can't quite make the playoffs, even if we finish 11th and we, I think we're going to push, I think we're going to be competitive. Whereas if we just kept with coach McGinnis, I don't think we would have been competitive. And I think there was a good chance that things could have gotten worse, especially if, you know, there were more issues with the locker room or if players started leaving uh, that kind of thing. So I I definitely think from a organizational standpoint, long-term, um, it, it, it's a benefit because, you know, like you said, we can build towards next year. We can get a better look at some of these players who have been underperforming so far, but maybe they've been underperforming because of the tactics or the personnel that they're playing with. Um, you know, we still haven't seen what really what we have in terms of a back line. We've been really inconsistent mm. in terms of those players. So I think it, it, it's more like looking at the future, looking at getting a good look at some of these players like Hugh Roberts, like Aaron Ma, yeah. uh, even a Valentin Sabaya, even mm-hmm. like Oduro, like anybody who can possibly be picked up again for next year. Um, yeah. These are, these are, this is kind of our chance to get a second look at them um, and give them maybe more of a fair chance to showcase what they can do at a professional level. So uh, I think definitely it was probably the right move. Um, and I, I don't know if it was the right time. I, I mean, I think it was, it's probably, it's really brave of them. I feel like to just admit that the, the experiment didn't work. I think we oh, could, yeah. I think we could all see that the experiment wasn't working, but I think it's another story yeah. to say, to come out and, and do what they did and say, you know, you know what, this didn't work out. Let's, let's save it before it gets totally, ir- you know, ir- irreparable. I can't even speak today, but you know what I mean? 
I got you. Yeah, it, I think, and I may have said this on the USL show when I did their uh, therapy session about the, the state of the independence. Uh, I may not have, to be honest with you, but I think, like you said, too, I, I, from an optics perspective, I didn't expect this to happen to admit that it wasn't working. Right. So I think this, I mean, kudos to the, the organization. I think there's something to be said that this probably doesn't happen if we don't have Jeffries just kind of hanging out, um, not hanging out necessarily, but uh, on the payroll as far as a, a coach yeah. that, um, that has experience that could pretty seamlessly transition into this role. I mean, I think it, it'll be really interesting to me to see how Jeffries does tactically because he's been had a very specific way of playing um, whether it, it specifically with a formation, he's been pretty darn, I think we've maybe seen it change a couple times in his yeah. tenure, um, mm-hmm. at least in the latter part of his tenure. Um, but he's definitely stuck to his possession style play um and I, I think that's, to be honest with you, I think a very specific, maybe not uh, simplistic, but very easy to get behind and easy to transition into uh, style of play will be beneficial. Um, and, and I think this will probably be in some ways, maybe not a wake-up call for the players, but a, a time for the players to, to sit back and say, okay, this organization cares about us and they, they want to see us succeed. We have not been succeeding and they, they found a way in, in some respects to correct this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the players know that and I would, I would have to assume that I don't think this is hard to assume, but I think they know that the way we've been playing is not okay. Considering to, uh, the talent we have, um, I, but I think it's it's going to be really curious to see how the players Jeffries has assembled for a different style of play will work in his – assuming he goes back to that style, his style of play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how it's going to work out. Yeah, I am too. I think we're probably going to see a 4-2-3-1 primarily. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't see him sticking with the – three, five, two, or whatever we, we've been calling it. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think he's going to stick with that. Um, I, I definitely think he's going to go more to a four, two, three, one. It's yep. just, I'm not sure who the players are going to be. I mean, I think we can, you can pencil in Enzo as the, mm-hmm. as the mid, the center attacking mid, you can probably pencil in uh, Alex Martinez to at least make the 18 again. Oh um, yeah. You can, you know, I don't know where he's going to go in goalkeeper, but I think the back four is probably going to go with, you know, Joel Johnson, Hugh Roberts, uh, and then, you know, that other center back spot, I think is kind of up for grabs. I would mm. think he's going to go with Aaron Mond because Aaron Mond is better in possession, better passer. Yep. Um, and then Andrew Gutman on the left, or if he goes back to Celtic at some point, maybe Mansali, yep. or maybe even Mikel Maria, when he gets back from the Gold Cup, could play at left back. Uh, yeah, there's definitely true. possibilities. And then I think you're going to see Jake Airman play a little bit more of a role. Um, yeah. I think I think Jake will probably slot in playing. Uh, he'll probably he'll probably pop up all over the place like he did last year. He'll probably play mm-hmm. a little bit on the left wing. He'll probably play a little bit on the right wing. Um, and then I think maybe at times you'll see him in the middle or maybe even come in at left back. You know, he played. He was very versatile for us last season. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I just, I just think the players will have um, pretty determined roles. In ter- you know, there won't be a ton of experimentation once he figures out who he wants as his top eleven. Um, yeah. But it's it's going to take maybe a few games to get there, uh, in terms of who those players are going to be, especially with the Gold Cup, you know, being right smack dab right here, and uh, a couple of players, uh, Nikki Jackson just got hurt, mm-hmm. um, so I definitely could see him sticking with that four two three one. I think we're going to see even more emphasis on possession. Uh, yeah. I know we we were slightly um, emphasizing possession, but Jeff Coach Jeffries really emphasizes possession. Um, mm. And I, I think we'll see that. We'll see hopefully more chances created uh, in the final third. And hopefully we'll see Enzo Martinez be unlocked. Because yeah, I, I that, think I mean, that he's that he's our X factor. Yep. I think that's something that can't go unnoticed. Um, and I, I think we've talked about it on the on several episodes is that um, Enzo just hasn't been quite unlocked. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't unlocked, and I should say, in the past tense, under McGinnis's, uh scheme or, or style of play. Um, we've seen Jeffries know how to do that. Um, and I think that's something that is exciting to me, quite honestly, because we know that he knows how to utilize Enzo. He knows how to utilize um, Alex Martinez and a – Fired up Alex Martinez, um, I think could do when directed in the right way, of course, could do some damage in the league coming back from being uh, taken out of the 18 for the the more recent memory. Um, So I I think, I think if it was going to happen, it had to have happened now. I think the other thing too, because really I I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, stumble over my words too much or just repeat the same things again but yeah for sure and we can i mean we'll probably cover more of this later on too as this, as the season continues yeah um, we've got we'll, we'll have an, we're recording another podcast tomorrow so i'm sure the birmingham uh people will have plenty of questions for us so you'll probably hear us talk more at length about this i think we're gonna just kind of wrap it here mm. uh for now this is just going to be a quick emergency podcast you know thanks for listening thanks for tuning in and we do want to wish coach mcginnis the best yeah. Um, he was very gracious to us, letting us be the first per- people to interview him. Um, mm-hmm. He seems like a very nice man. Uh, yeah. I know it, it took it took a lot of courage to, you know, uproot his family and come over here. So, I, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. And I, I do hope he continues to kick on in the, in the world of soccer. I think he probably has a future, you know, as a coach. I just think he wasn't ready yeah. for this level yet. Um, and I hope he finds a good opportunity to, to go next and to learn more and um, continues to to pursue uh, a career in, as a coach in soccer absolutely yeah i definitely want to echo those sentiments about uh wishing him the best of luck in the future but uh yeah it's it's gonna be it's still gonna be a really interesting season there's no doubt about yeah that. i think you i think you said on the last episode that there was one thing the season wouldn't be and it was boring and well you got that right <laughs> um so we'll see what happens from here you know Sometimes teams can really get a boost right when they change managers. Like you said, we saw it with Man- Man- uh, Manchester United this season. Mm. We've seen it. We've seen it all over the world. You know, th- those first few months after a coaching change can be um, can be really spectacular. So hopefully that happens for the independents. And um, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.